If I have the opportunities to stay home and I want to, then why does it matter if society sees that as prestigious or not? It doesn't. What matters is the internal experience of knowing that you're doing something meaningful and you're living your life to the full. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Now that I'm a mom of two, the mom life, CEO life juggle looks a lot like tossing several fragile plates into the air and hoping that my husband and I can catch them before they shatter on the ground. We are so lucky to have the situation that we have. Drew can stay at home with our girls while I work on my business, but even still, finding ways to parent mindfully through new baby days and toddler dynamics and growing a business has been a really big learning experience for us all. I first learned about Avital Shriver Levy through Marie Forleo's course, Time Genius. Now, what I loved about Avital is that she jumped on to talk about how you can parent and how you can put efficiency in play with parenting, career, all of the things. I really resonated with the way that she was teaching. And right away, I messaged my team and said, we need to get her on the show. Avital is a self-described parenting junkie. That's the name of her podcast and her blog. And she shares advice for parents who want a present, peaceful, and playful family life. Now that is something that I can get behind. I invited Avital on the show because her tips and guidance for entrepreneurial parents are invaluable. And even if you're not a parent or not considering becoming one, this show has a lot of wisdom for you. Now, I was taking notes while we were talking, but one of the things that I really appreciate is this ability to candidly speak about how you can do both and what that might look like. We talk about the challenges facing parents today, how to navigate working from home as a business owner with little ones who are also at home, integrating mom life and work life, and how to overcome the overwhelm that can show up when parenting. So are you ready for this? Here she is, Avital. It is such a pleasure to share the business podcasting space with the man, the myth, the legend, John Lee Dumas. We're both on the HubSpot Podcast Network, and honestly, his podcast is among the elite veterans of the field. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and help you create the life you've always dreamed of. He tackles topics that I know you'll love in a clear, concise, and actionable way with episodes like how to dramatically improve conversions and marketing performance, how to master sales, persuasion, and influence, and how to build, design, launch, and grow a small company. Trust me, Entrepreneurs on Fire is a wealth of information for business owners just like you. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Avital, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Jenna, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so before we dive on into your genius, let's first just talk about who you are and what defines the work that you do. Thanks. So what defines the work that I do is that I help to empower parents 
basically to enjoy their life, <laughs> to enjoy their time, <laughs> even while their children are very young and to overcome the inherent challenges of parenting, because we're not going to take that away from anyone. It is certainly challenging, but I believe it can also be incredibly meaningful and satisfying and fulfilling. And that only comes when we feel supported and when we have the tools to do so and to really design a life that works for us. So that's what I do. I'm a parenting coach. My focus is on mindset and on practical solutions. And I really believe that anyone who is going to the great lengths, and I know you know this, but the great lengths mm -hmm. that it takes to establish a family should also hopefully be able to enjoy that family once it arrives and to create a family life that they love. Mm. I was obsessed with you <laughs> the minute that I landed on your work because it couldn't have come in a better season for me. I was literally laughing li literally minutes before we jumped on together. Drew was running to this office so that I could quick feed Quinn so that I could then jump on to my next interview. And, you know, it almost just felt kismet in that like, yes, you understand what this juggle can look like. But here's the thing. I love it. Like I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It makes me laugh a lot. But I want to know, so tell me a little bit about your family and tell me how your family impacted your work. Was this something you always envisioned before you were a parent or how did that change during your journey? Oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. I can relate a million percent to the juggle and the hustle. <laughs> and it's so funny. I think we, we have this in common, Jenna, in that I was not sure I wanted to be a parent at all. Yeah. In fact, I remember having that very kind of somber conversation with my husband saying, listen, I, I'm just not, I, I'm just not feeling it. I just don't think I'll ever want children. And I come yeah. from a culture and a family where everybody has kids and a lot of kids and big families. And it was not a thing to not want yes. to have children, but I just wasn't feeling that urge. And in fact, on the contrary, it just seemed like kind of the worst job in the world that you're not even paid to do <laughs> because everyone just seems so tired and so exhausted and so frustrated and mm -hmm. everything was a mess. And, and it kind of like, you know, you give up on all these big chunks of your life when you have children. That's how it seemed to me. So no, it was very much not what I wanted to do. And my background is in design. Uh, so I worked as a graphic designer, kind of identity and branding. And I loved doing that. And I never imagined, I never imagined that I would become a parenting coach one day. But to cut a long story short, eventually I felt that this was a human experience that I just didn't want to miss out on, that I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to get to the end of my days having not even tried this very kind of potent and meaningful part of human life. And so I, I dived in, but but as I decided that I would like to become a parent, I also decided that I've got to learn a lot about it and to figure out an alternative way of doing it and to find a way of doing it that would make sense for me and would feel aligned and re you know resonate with the rest of me, as it were. And so I kind of went on this journey of study. I kind of patched together my own PhD, as it were. I don't have a PhD, but I mean, I just like studied thousands of hours learning about childhood development and psychology and, and all sorts of different tools. And eventually it became such an obsession. And as I became a parent, it really, it really took hold. And I really started learning so much about it. And I, <laughs> I named my company, The Parenting Junkie, because I was such a junkie for this information. I just wanted to learn it all. And I eventually started sharing it 
And that organically kind of grew into me eventually leaving my day job and starting my coaching practice. So what has been your experience? Like, I want to know lately, like paint a picture of your life for me right now. What is your current reality as a working mom? Yeah, so I have five children. My eldest is 10, and then I have eight, six, three, and one. And my reality as a working mom is that, (laughs) yes, like where do I start? (laughs) It's a big question. (laughs) But I I basically, I switch my hats quite frequently and I'm often uh, multitasking and juggling. So I might be like, for example, yesterday I was baking with my six-year-old, my one-year-old and my three-year-old were playing. My elder two were practicing guitar and playing in another room. And I had my team in my earbuds, you know, as I was having a meeting with them. And at some point my baby wanted to be held. So he went in a carrier on my back. So I was like working the kitchen, (laughs) working, you know, holding the baby and also having this two hour long meeting with my team, hashing out a launch plan. So that's sometimes what it looks like. But I've also structured my life so that my elder four do go to school in the morning. So I have you know, some quiet and some time to catch up with housework, with working out with my work. And then in the afternoon, I I make every effort to be present with my children in the afternoon. It's really what I love to do. So that doesn't happen every afternoon. Sometimes there are meetings and my husband and I will switch off between us who's with the children. And then in the evening, we're quite strict about bedtime. So my kids, you know, my house is quiet at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm often back on my computer for an hour or two when I need to be. And, and more and more, I don't have to do that, you know, every single evening and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know, does that paint a picture a little bit? Yes, yes. Well, and it is Super fascinating to me. I mean, first off, you weren't positive you wanted children. Now you have five. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) But I also think too, one of the biggest things, and honestly, one of my goals for this year is to find more areas of gray. And what I mean by that is I am a huge boundary oriented person, which I know you are as well. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to juggling career as well as being a present parent and switching the hats, like you mentioned, there has to be these shades of gray that you invite into your life in order to one, not beat yourself up and go crazy that you're not doing it all perfectly, but two, to kind of integrate your children into your work and your work into your parenting. And I I don't know if you found that, but I feel like a lot of times for people that are black and white people are absolutes. When you want to do both and you have a desire to do both well, you have to invite in shades of gray. Would you agree with that? Completely. I agree completely. And I actually think it's a very enriching experience and approach to life to realize that the boundaries are a little blurry between Uh, different, you know, our different roles. And to me, kind of a journey of integrity is to try and as much as possible grow into the same person I want to be with my children as I want to be in my business or in my marriage or in my friendships and see every arena of my life as this area for growth and development and not to see them coming necessarily at the expense of each other. You know, I think there's a Mm. 
a common scarcity mindset that we often feel as parents, this sense of guilt, like if I'm working, then I'm taking away time from my children and vice versa. If I'm with my children, I'm not performing well enough at work or in my marriage or in whatever area of your life it is. And I, th I think that's really overly simplified just incorrect, actually, because often it's a conversation with my kids or it's the time that I'm spending relaxing and playing and laughing with them that will spark this brilliant idea for my business or that will give my brain the off switch that it needed to come back refreshed. And often it's the skills or the successes or the living that I'm making doing my work that helps me in my parenting or that fuels it. And obviously this is layer upon layer deep. Like you can go really deep in how the different areas of our life intermingle and are interconnected. But I think it's so much more than just hours spent, right? I don't think it's so helpful for us to just measure, you know, the equality of hours and how we allocate them, but rather really seeing that when we are filling up our cups, as it were, you know, in our relationships, that spills over into a replenished sense of energy in our work and vice versa. I think that's so powerful. And I have absolutely experienced that. And one thing it makes me think of, I recently wrote a book and in the book, I'm talking about how I want for women to feel more invited to show up as their full selves. I think for a lot of time, we've been taught to compartmentalize different aspects of who we are as a human or different roles we play or different passions we carry. And I feel like nowadays with so much being integrated, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to work from home and parent and do all of these things, which brings its own challenges, but to be invited to show up as your full self and to not have to hide parts of you in different places of your life. And I feel like that is a key to really feeling like a whole person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's recognized, you know, uh, when I first became a mom, I worked for an incredible boss and he completely understood that actually becoming a mom wasn't detracting from my abilities at work. In fact, it was really making me in some ways value my time even more and focus mm -hmm. in a laser sharp way and made me, you know, more flexible and more creative sometimes in, in problem solving and in solutions, just because it became that much more important for me to operate, you know, in an efficient way and in a productive way and not to, not to waste any of my energy. And so that's just one small example of how that can be true. And I think people do recognize that and are seeing that. And it's refreshing to know that we, I think, you know, it, it is a huge privilege and something I'm so blessed to be doing. And I, I know that it's certainly not always available in every job or in every family structure. But when it is possible to allow the different areas of your life to complement each other rather than mm -hmm. to be seen in competition, then I think you experience a lot less stress. You know, you really do. And it's a wonderful thing for everyone. And I would say that I also just think it's good parenting as well. If we bring it back to parenting, I think part maybe the lion's share of parenting is modeling. It's yeah. what we show rather than what we tell. And if we can show our children that our lives are not, you know, torn and stretched because of them, right? It's not that we yes. are now extra stretched or we feel like a victim or we feel like it's too hard because we're both the parent and whatever else we're doing and, you know, an entrepreneur or and running a career or a job or a side hustle, but rather that we are 
creating harmony and cohesion between these elements of our lives. I know it sounds a little bit, <laughs> a little bit fluffy what I'm saying, but I think I think across the generations we're moving towards that model, that model of someone mm. whose work and family is not in competition over them, but is rather both aspects are taking and giving in in a appropriate kind of nourishing measure. Yes. One of the things that you said in Time of Genius that I literally have just been pondering over the last few days and just thinking about and something I've experienced myself is that time will expand to like what you give it or your tasks will expand to the time that are given for them. And I really experienced that after having my first where I was like, oh, give me a nap time and I will get stuff done. <laughs> like the things that used to take me eight hours now take me an hour and a half because you are just so laser focused and your time is different. Can you talk on that a little bit? Because I think it's an important aspect regardless of if you are a parent or not in terms of of being a time genius, but also just feeling like you are utilizing your time to really move the needle the most in whatever area of your life. Yeah, completely. You know, another phrase that I've I've heard that I really like is that if you need something done, ask a busy person to do it. Mm-hmm. And you often kind of think, oh, ask someone who has a lot of time. But there's something about the crunch and there's something about knowing that no no matter what, I'm going to need to feed my children. I'm going to need to bathe them and put them to bed and clean the house and cook dinner and do all these different things. And then I have my work tasks as well. It just kind of kind of turbo boosts everything to get it done in a much more efficient and energetic and productive way. You just have less time to dilly-dally and less time for distractions and things that you used to think were core to that task kind of fall by the wayside. You realize that you need a lot less research or a lot less deliberation, or you don't need to call four different team members to make the decision first. You just need to get it done. And you also, at least for me, I'm a big proponent of published is better than perfect. I just, if I was waiting for everything to be perfect, I would never get anything done, not in my home life, not in my parenting and not in my business. And so I think that also really helps is that you just start to strip away anything that isn't absolutely essential and crucial to that task. And that helps you get it done in a much more efficient way. And, And I think that allows for a lot more things in your life than you might have thought possible. Like you might have thought, oh, if you have a child or more than one child, then you won't possibly be able to also run your business or you can't, you have to give up your fitness. So you have to give up your family time or your me time or your self-care. And that's not necessarily true. Those things just might change shape or get done in a faster way or perhaps less frequently, but perhaps in a more concentrated manner. So you still can hit on the important things in life. And I think too, you do have to recognize that we can't do everything and no one should have to. And, and you, you know, I certainly don't do it all. People often ask me like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't, I don't do it all. (laughs) That's how, but you can't do everything, but you can do anything you set your mind to, and you can do the important things if you make time for them. So I think a lot of things that I was kind of, I don't want to say wasting my time on, but just things that I was able to luxuriate in and indulge in, I no longer do. And I'm totally fine with that because my time is taken up by other things that I've chosen and that I've elected to invest in. But yeah, that's, I think that's an important thing to realize when you're taking on something new, you think that it will be like squishing one more thing into your current schedule. And what you don't realize is that everything will become slightly more concentrated to make space for that thing. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. So powerful. One thing that I've been thinking about so much is that pretty much my entire experience in parenthood has been during this time where the world is shifting, the pandemic is happening, everything is changing. And so that has really been the majority of my experience as a parent. But what are some of the biggest challenges that you see parents facing in this new normal after two years of the global pandemic, as we're kind of figuring out, okay, what is the new normal? What does that look like? Who, you know, it's crazy, Jenna. About three or four years ago, I made a video called the pandemic of isolation. <laughs> Little did I know yeah. that that was just the precursor. I mean, I think parents have literally suffered from a pandemic of isolation in, you know, in many cultures where parenting has gone from being a village, you know, operation where we all kind of gather around the proverbial or the literal campfire and raise children together. And it's moved into a much more isolationist experience where it's just, you know, one or two parents with their children in their home, in their four walls, and often not really intermingling and not really feeling that freedom of, yeah, go run run around, you know, with the neighborhood kids and come back when the lights are on. That happens a lot less today and people are a lot more isolated. And then you throw in the global pandemic with quarantines and lockdowns and social distancing and masking and all the things that come with it. And that I think has been the biggest Drain beyond the pandemic itself on parents is the fact that I believe that parenting is meant to be done together. It's a group mm -hmm. sport. It's not, even though there's, you know, the parents, there are supposed to be other support figures in our lives. That's how it just does, you know, even if you look at like animals that we're similar to, that's how they raise their young with aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and friends and. <laughs> We are, I think, I really believe, designed to be raising kids in more of a group. And it's very, very challenging when that's not available. I think that puts immense pressure on parents, not to mention single parents. But anyone who's alone with a child knows that it just gets so much easier. Your triggers get inhibited. You feel more relaxed. You have a lot more space for processing the emotions and the the frustrations and the fears that come up when there are other adults, especially if there are experienced mm -hmm. adults, wise adults, other people who have already raised children, that kind of thing. It really relieves just so much of the stress. So it kind of, it really breaks my heart to know that there are how many millions, you know, if not billions of people around the world who are alone with their children and experiencing all of that anxiety and stress in a pressure cooker that doesn't yeah. get any of its valves released, that the valves have all been blocked up. That's it. <laughs> like you don't get to, right? So I think, you know, I'm really hoping that many of the parents are now starting to reconnect and be able to share, just to share yeah. that experience of raising children with others. I think that that will just relieve so much of, of the challenge of raising children. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think too, it's like for a lot of people who are going into a stage of questioning if they want to become parents or those of us who have been parenting through the pandemic, 
you know, it's not what you envisioned, right? Like, and, and a lot of things about parenting are not what you envision. <laughs> I've come to learn. Yeah. However, I do believe in my heart of hearts and I just have so much hope that as we kind of navigate out of this, that we can start to circle up again and create communities and play dates and things like that, where it is where you can not just share the load of parenthood, but also process it with other people and be in community with other people. And, you know, recently I've been able to be with some friends who I've literally parented alongside of them, but from afar and digitally. And so even to just be in a space with other parents who get it, it is just so life-giving and so affirming. And I'm so excited for all of us to kind of get back into that space because I couldn't agree more that it does take a village and we haven't been able to have that for so many different reasons. And so I think a lot of people are extra hard on themselves these days when it's like it kind of was survival mode there and oh, yeah. we were all doing the best we could. And so I am, I agree with you so much and I'm so excited for what is to come. Oh, it was 100% survival mode. And it's not the way it's supposed to be. And if this was your only experience of parenting, and, and you were in a situation where you were very much isolated, then, you know, good things to come, because it just yes. kind of love that hopeful note of it will change. Because yes, it's not supposed to be quite that hard. Parenting is hard. It, it is challenging. Yeah. Again, I always want to acknowledge that. But it's it gets so much easier in community with camaraderie, with support, with friendship, and with people to celebrate your children with and to enjoy the gatherings and the rituals and the birthday parties. And I have been really fortunate to experience that in a deep way, like a deep friendships and community with other parents. And on the days that I would have been really kind of blue and kind of overwhelmed and stressed in my own home, when I was with these other families that we're very close to, it just, it, it, I mean, Jenna, I feel like if you would have looked inside my brain or my hormonal levels or everything, it would be like a different Avital, you know, a different human yes. being. Because it's medicine. It's medicine to be in real friendships with other people. It really is medicine for us, for our children. And other people see in your situation something else, right? They have that perspective or that distance or that wisdom, or they just connect to your kid in just that way and offer them just the type of thing that you're not good at offering them or whatever, you know, we just, we can, we yes. complement each other. We complete each other and we need each other. It's really medicinal. And I'm thrilled to be seeing the, you know, the opening up and the opportunity for people to reconnect. You know me, I love discovering new tools that I can share with you to help you work smarter. And if you're anything like me, you might be running your business from the kitchen counter or the kid's playground. So having tools that travel with you are essential. From marketing to sales and service, HubSpot has tons of tools that help you run and scale your business easily from anywhere. One of my favorite tools is mobile inboxes, where all of your incoming email and live chats go to one shared location, meaning your whole team can work from one place and easily manage your sales and customer support. So easy, right? Then there's the custom surveys from HubSpot. With a custom survey, you can solicit feedback with unlimited questions, diverse question types, and easy shareability. Leverage the insights you collect to enhance your customer experience and deepen your customer relationships. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. 
You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted super host several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Oh, I recently, there was this Instagram real audio and it was like, it's this guy speaking and he's like, you only have four years with them so little. And it feels like a long time, but it goes by so fast. And it literally just like makes me cry every time I hear it because I'm like, gosh, time goes by so fast. And for me, even that audio of just remembering like this is all so temporary and so fleeting. It's for me an invitation to slow down and to trust my ability to hit the brake pedal when it comes to career and know where the gas pedal is when I'm ready to get going again. What was your experience like when it comes to being an ambitious person who does love to work and who loves their work, but also who has this deep desire to have like a present and peaceful and playful family life? How has that been for you? Oh, that's such a great question. And I know exactly what you mean. You know, you could just get tears in your eyes, just the thought of like, you know, the next stage or how quickly it goes. One of the things I've always really kept in perspective is that time passing is such a gift and it's not something, I mean, I know that it strikes a nostalgic chord, but I try to use that as fuel to kind of be present and to enjoy my life and to be grateful rather than fuel to feel guilty or worried that I missed out or that I'm not doing enough or to want my kids somehow to slow down and stay little because I really do think I think aging is such a privilege I think you know we want our kids to grow up and to to fly the nest eventually and to leave us and it's such a hard thing to remember but it's important to note that we don't want to keep them small or hold them back or, or hoard certain periods of time so it's this very delicate balance between, you know, soaking it all up and enjoying the moment, but also not clinging or trying to kind of hold them back as it were and keep them small when they're ready to move on. And the flip side of really being present and enjoying the moment and be, you know, and, 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 and kind of cherishing this precious time is that I really take great pride and great joy in seeing my children's independence, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing how, wow, they don't need me anymore. Or they, you know, they're, they're doing all this stuff that, you know, I've got kids now at ages where they're like, okay, bye. And they walk out the house and they go into their cousins <laughs> or whatever. They're, they're making their own plans or they're less interested in, in the, you know, they don't want to sit on my lap anymore. Things that, that could kind of make you sad or nostalgic, but I'm also like, wow, you know, what a blessing, how wonderful, like that's yes. how it's supposed to be, right? Like that is how it's supposed to be. 
And I want my children to also feel that confidence from me that I'm not trying to, that I don't need their smallness, their youngness in order to fulfill me. And I think I I thank my career for that as well, because I think it's good for them to know that they're not here to entertain me or to fill my time. Once they're ready, once they're independent, like go. Yeah. You know, I'm right behind you. It's absolutely fine. You can do it. Don't worry about me or don't look back type of thing. So that's one of the mindsets that kind of helps me there. And the other one is that, you know, there's no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as the perfect life balance between these things. There are going to be times when, you know, I'll go away to a conference because it's a great opportunity, but I'm nursing and I end my nursing relationship a a month or two earlier than I was going to because of that conference or all sorts of sacrifices that you sometimes make. But I think there's no such thing as perfect. And I think it's really okay to take each piece as it comes, you know, each piece of parenting and each piece of your career and feel it out and kind of trust yourself and know that regret is kind of part and parcel. It's like part of the package of parenting that you always look back and wonder, could I have done it differently? Should I have, should I have done more? Should I have done less? But as I said, I, I do also see my work itself as a good parenting tool. Like I want my kids yeah. to see an adult who's engaged and who's ambitious and who's hardworking and who's Uh, doing something that's important to them. I think that's also part of my parenting. So even if that means not being technically with them during that time that I'm working, I think they're getting something from that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that's so powerful. And it was something that took me a long time to learn when my first was born. It had been after like a three-year struggle to have a baby. And so she was just my entire world and I was so worried, like, am I not ambitious anymore? Or like, did I leave my mojo? What does that look like? And it's so interesting because I feel like for her first year of life, like I never wanted her to see me working or I never, I just wanted her to just see me as mom. And it's been so amazing as she's grown older and has a deeper understanding to now be like, hey, mommy's going to work today and I get to talk to people about these things or I get to teach people about this. And she really gets invested in it and really excited about it too. And I think too, it's just like, like you said, we can overthink everything or we can look back and be like, was this right? Or was this wrong? And I think at the end of the day, being imperfect parents is the only option, but I think it is beautiful to invite our children to understand our work because honestly, at the end of my life, I want her to have seen what entrepreneurship afforded us as a family and the passion it brought into my life and the way that it gave us the freedom that it has and all of these things. The reason why I work so hard is so that I can parent so well. And I think that that's been such a blessing to understand that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so beautiful and so true. And it's interesting. I think that is such a thing, you know, in an extreme way, I guess, but there is such a thing as being too available, right? Or too present, you know, both because it could build like a sense of resentment within us or being overtouched or burnt out or too, too depleted, just needing space. But also because our children need a bit of space too. Like they Mm -hmm. need, you know, they need to miss us. They need to see what it means when we're, when we're out and what it means when we're back and kind of that separation and and reattachment is part of healthy attachment. It's part of every relationship. Mm -hmm. So I don't see it as a bad thing. And it's funny. I always, I always think of my close friend. I have a great, amazing friend. She's an amazing mom. And she's a homeschooler. And she's with her children 24-7. I mean, she doesn't work. She's always there. And the number one complaint her children have to her is that she doesn't spend enough time with them. 
what? <laughs> it always cracks me up. I'm like, I guess you really can't win. <laughs> not, yeah. not, you know, not in a bad way. I mean, of course you can win in the sense that you can live a great life, but it doesn't, there is no equation, right? That's like the perfect amount. I think you need to figure out, right? Like how, mm-hmm. how much as a whole holistic unit, how much work, how much energy goes into work in this particular season of your life, how much energy goes into kids, who's with the kids. I always think also, you know, who you leave your kids with when you're working, that's also a parenting choice, right? That's also something you did. Like you created that environment for them or chose that environment for them. So there's lots of different parts of this equation, but there is no perfect balance. And also, it's really helpful to remember that, especially with very young children, things change very rapidly. I know you're in that amazing kind of newborn phase and it just, it's not the same, you know, the first few weeks to the first few months to the first few years, etc. And each child comes with their own temperament and each season in your business and in, in your health and in all of the other areas of your life change too. So I think it's much more about just tuning into what is available, what what you want, what you desire, and yeah. then treating the family as a holistic unit. Because I often say to people, you know, people might say to me, wait, should I take full maternity leave? Should I stay home with my child full time? And, you know, at first you might think, well, of course, absolutely. Every child needs that. That's the right thing. But then you need to take other things into the equation. Like, okay, well, what would that do to you? How will your mental health benefit or suffer from that choice? How about your family's financial health? How about your marriage? There are lots of different parts of you and parts of your family that need to all feed into every decision. And it's not only what's best theoretically and, you know, scientifically for the child, but also what other aspects are there to flesh out the context of that choice, right? The context matters tremendously. So yeah, yeah, that was, was, I guess, a really long way of answering that question. But I think when it comes to this balance and your kids staying young and wanting to be present, et cetera, there are lots of different moving pieces. It's a highly complex question to answer. And it's really, I think, beneficial to take the full picture into account. Uh, There isn't one right or wrong answer, whether you should work or stay home or or be more with your children or less with your children. It really depends on all of the different aspects that make you who you are and your child who they are. Yes, I love that. One thing that I think is really interesting about the space that we find ourselves in and something that I always want to just be mindful of and advocating for is like, the pressure on women that they need to do both. Because I think being a stay-at-home parent is probably the hardest job. Like, I don't know if I could actually do that. My husband is a stay-at-home parent and it is full-time work and you're not getting the benefits of, you know, the other things. And for me, you know, work refuels me so that I can go home and be a better parent and vice versa. And I think there is this pressure on women to either do both or there's the necessity of doing both where a lot of women would crave a different opportunity or option. What could you say in terms of like the messaging? Like let's say a woman is listening to this or even a parent is listening to this and they've just made the decision, I'm going to hit pause or pump the brakes on a career so that I can just be home with my child. How can I believe and know that this is enough and that this is the right move for me in this season of life? And how can I be celebrated for that choice? Mm. 
Well, I think that's that's a really great question. And I, I want to acknowledge what you said, that there are, you know, there are some situations where we don't have the choice. Some people don't have a choice or as much choice. But as I've, I guess, I think it's always a boring answer to say it depends and it's nuanced and it's complex, but that's really the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you that being a stay-at-home parent is really challenging. It demands all of the executive skills that any, like, you know, corner office C-suite job would demand and then some. It's 24-7 and it's really just demands so many different skills, organizational and social and emotional and and all the rest. So I have nothing but respect. And I agree with you. I get so much from my work that I would find it really, really difficult to only be in the parenting space 24-7. So I just want to join you there in acknowledging that. But I think when I look at my friends who have been lucky enough to make that choice to stay home, I think it's really, it just behooves us to own our choices, no matter what they are. I think in in parenting, you could feel really guilty for working. You could feel like, oh, what is it? Do I care more about, you know, money or upgrading my lifestyle or whatever? Or I could maybe move to a cheaper area or live on less and I could be with my kids more. Or you feel guilty about maybe ambition or maybe you you feel like, oh, I'm working more than I really have to. I could get by on less and I should be spending more time with my kids. And then if you stay home, you feel like, oh, I'm not an interesting person anymore or I'm not contributing mm-hmm. to the to the household, or I could be climbing the ladder and what's going to happen in 10 years when I try to get back in, you know, am I just a, you know, just a mom or just a dad? And you can belittle yourself and your choice and and your life. And I just, I guess I would just suggest gently and, and warmly that we try to celebrate our choices. There isn't one right way. There are many, many amazing viable ways of building a family life that you love. And I think the key is to understand yourself and to ask yourself, what is it that I love? Where do I excel? What is my zone of genius? How can I, you know, really enjoy and capitalize on the gifts and the blessings and the privileges that I have? If I have the opportunities to stay home and I want to, then why Mm. does it matter if society sees that as prestigious or not? It doesn't. What matters is the internal experience of knowing that you're doing something meaningful and you're living your life to the full. And I'm sure you know that great article that went viral years ago by Bronnie Ware and it became a book about the five regrets of dying people. But their regrets weren't, you know, I I should have spent more time at the office or I should have made more money. It was things like I should have allowed myself to be who I really was or I should have allowed myself to be happier and spend more time with the people that I love. And so if we rise above just, you know, the look of the thing, right? How it comes across on our resume or on our bio or on our Instagram feed or whatever. And we instead take interest in the feel of the thing and how we internally experience it. Is this who you want to be right now? Then I think that matters so much more than all of the external markers. And, and I think it's also being really redefined. I think many of us today really recognize just how hard and just how meaningful and important staying at home or parenting in general, whether you're staying at home or not is if it's okay, Jenna, just one more thing on that realm. Yeah. I see parents, whether they work outside the home, in the home or not at all. I see parents as the most important leaders that we have literally shaping the future, literally raising the next generation. And I, as much as I love my work, 
and I couldn't imagine any job that I'd prefer than the job that I have. There is no project more meaningful to me than raising my family. And I'm going to venture to guess that that's true for every parent out there, that Mm -hmm. your family is the ultimate project of your life. It's going to, you know, it's your legacy way beyond any legacy you might leave in your work, I think, in most cases. So this is the project and this is the meaning machine, right? This is where our meaning is created. And it's literally how we change the world. Like, I don't want to sound <laughs> too yeah. high horse here, but it's literally how we change the world. Like if we want, you know, to create a world that ushers in, you know, peace and respect and kindness and compassion and, and creativity and whatever other value you hold, the place that has the most ripple effect is in raising the next generation. We can trace a lot of, you know, the bad actors of the world, a lot of a lot of the wrongdoings in the world back to painful childhoods, back to, you know, dysfunctioning Mm -hmm. families. And that is really kind of a, a very, very challenging thing to take on to try and raise a functional, healthy family. I mean, the hubris and the arrogance that it takes for me to say, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to build a family and I'm going to try and Try and make a happy family, a healthy family, a functioning family with individuals who are, you know, stand up citizens and empowered people and and healthy people, you know, in their mind, body and soul. That's so hard. That's so complex. That's such a big project. And it has such a massive ripple effect out into the universe for generations to come, literally. And so, you know, I guess I just want parents to kind of feel the the magnitude of the project that they've undertaken in the best possible way, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much bigger and so much more meaningful, so much deeper than any other title that you might be able to achieve or accolade on the outside, which are all wonderful and go for them too, you know, fine. But it's going to pale in comparison to the meaning that you will derive if you are a parent or if you if you become one in the future. And so whatever, you know, whatever. So people see it as less prestigious or so you end up, you know, not being on the cutting edge of whatever you were on, but you're doing something that's going to outlast that and be so much more meaningful and more impactful on the world in most cases. So I I guess that's that's probably what I would say to someone yeah. who's feeling a little bit, you know, diminished in their position. Here's the life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. 
Burns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Gold Digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend, and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless, easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments. And it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress and you You've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E dot com promo code gold digger 15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm pretty well versed in social media, but there was one major platform on the internet that I didn't know how to use to its max potential. And that was LinkedIn. Can you relate? With LinkedIn ads, you'll learn how to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach even more of your audience. Imagine having direct access to decision makers. We're talking about a billion members, 180 million senior level executives, and 10 million C-level executives. Now, trust me, that is a network you want to be a part of. LinkedIn provides targeting and measurement tools specifically designed for B2B. In fact, in the tech world, LinkedIn generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. LinkedIn respects the B2B world we operate in. In fact, 79% of B2B content marketers say that LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's right. LinkedIn ads helps build connection and results. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, I think that's so powerful. And I think it kind of serves as this invitation to really stand by those choices with pride and to understand that all things are work, (laughs) whether Mm -hmm. you are at home making lunches and doing nap times, or you are showing up into an office in high heels, it's all work. And I think too, we can all do a better job of celebrating those different roles and those different seasons and those different choices. And I think that's a beautiful beautiful invitation to do that. Avital, where can everybody find you, learn about Parenting Junkie, consume some of the things? I know you've got an amazing project underway right now. Give us all of the places that people can connect with you. Thanks, Jenna. That's so sweet. So yeah, everyone's invited to theparentingjunkie.com. That's 
the website. And if you'd like to grab my free childhood design guide, one of the things that we didn't mention here, but that I'm very passionate about is independent play and Mm -hmm. teaching parents how to empower their children to play independently. And so my childhood design guide kind of helps you to transform your home into a play inducing haven so that you can drink your coffee while it's hot or, or perhaps get some work done. That's how I get a lot of my work done is that my children play independently. So if you want that, that's at the parentingjunkie.com forward slash design. And I think what you were hinting at is my present play membership, which it opens only once a year and it opens in April and we kick off in May. So definitely check that out. And that can be viewed at presentplay.com. And if it's open, it's open. And otherwise you're welcome to join the wait list and join us next time. Thank you so much. One for your contribution in time, genius. It was just such a blessing and at the perfect time for me. But two, thank you for this incredible conversation. And thank you for just paving the way for mothers who are ambitious with their careers. It really does give so much hope and clarity and also just makes us feel less alone on this journey. So I'm just so grateful we connected. Thank you so much for having me, Jenna. This was a pleasure. This episode feels just so special to me because I think that this is a very big question. Can you do both? And can you do them well? And I feel like as an entrepreneur, looking at a lot of powerful entrepreneurs in the space, specifically female entrepreneurs, a lot of them have either decided or the decision has been made for them that they cannot have children, or they've already had massively established careers before entering motherhood. And I feel like I am in this season of navigating how I can do both and what that will look like. And of course, leaning on tons of support while I'm doing that. But I have this deep desire to not just do both, but to enjoy both. And I know that sometimes it invites in a lot of areas of gray in my life. And I'm probably contradicting things I once said before I was a mom. But I know that this season of life has been so filled with just beautiful moments and beautiful work, both in the home and in my business. And it's something that I want to openly share to encourage women who do have the desire for mother to understand that it won't take away or steamroll your career. In fact, it will enrich it. And so I hope today's conversation felt like that permission slip to dream of a life where you can do both and do them well and understand that there are women who are in this pursuit alongside of you. I also hope that this episode was a permission slip to really honor the choices that you've made and to trust yourself that the choices that you've made when it comes to parenthood and career are the best choices for you in this time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful. And it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive. 
Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for next level mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit JustThriveHealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's JustThriveHealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.